Hey everyone, thanks for coming and hanging out. I'm with Tom again, and we're going to talk about privilege. Uh, so, I fully think privilege is a thing, um, but you've said you view it, or Ayn, Ayn Rand defined it as an anti-concept. So, Ayn Rand did not define privilege as an anti-concept. She defined anti-concept, and you think privilege is an anti-concept. Exactly, yeah. Okay, and so tell us quickly yeah. uh, what an anti-concept is. So, an anti-concept is a term that, uh, on the surface, it sounds like a concept, as in it defines a specific uh, abstract thing or even a physical thing. So it sounds like a concept, but in reality, it is an irrationally, or sorry, it is an irrationally unusable term, which destroys and replaces an, a real concept. Okay, so what, so I don't think privilege is rationally unusable. I think that it's pretty evident to me that because of structures in society, people who have more in common with the people already in those structures have a tendency to get use of them more freely. And I, I notice it very concretely in my own life. I'm a straight white male, so I have the, like, you know, I win the Privilege Olympics or whatever it's called. And then also, I specifically notice it around my, my Judaism because, I mean, this is a stereotype that I view as kind of true that Jews also look out for each other, right? And so I have, you know, privileges from that, I think. So I think rational, like, I can rationally use that in the way I view the world, but I... I don't know how well I define that, but I'd also like to hear if it's not rationally usable, do you have an idea of what the concept it's getting in the way of is? Okay, so um, very well explained, I think, uh, based on what you see, like you, you, you have some legitimate views, but um, so I'm just going to backtrack a little bit yeah. and give you an example of what I, what at least even Ayn Rand said was an anti-concept. So okay. uh, two words are that she used as examples are the words duty and polarizing. So yeah, okay. duty... Uh, uh, but so, I just inherent in those two words, I can already see how those would more be anti-concepts than privilege. Well, okay. So the the fundamental the way that an, an anti concept works is it's it's package dealing. So uh, duty package deals tradition with uh, moral requirement. So if something is old and and traditional, then and it's your duty to yeah. serve your country to yes yes. Yeah. So so those two concepts of, of tradition with a morally requ moral requirement they're not actually linked, but the word duty links them by some arbitrary way. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, and I agree with that. Yeah. Okay, and so what was the other one you said? Um, polarizing. Polarizing. So. Polarizing just means that it like, okay, what? Yeah. So uh, the reason why polarization is an anti-concept is because it mixes uh, the concept of of being an extreme of of just anything. Yeah. With. Uh, I've been called being, a polarizing figure, a yeah. polarizing person yeah. before. So it, it mixes that, the extreme, with, um, again, like something being morally wrong. So 
if you're extremely right wing, if you have extreme But, views, then it's polarizing. It's wrong. So I understand how the label of privilege, like, oh, that's your privilege, kind of does that. But the concept of privilege, whether or not privilege exists, I still would say isn't an anti-concept. So to dismiss something of, oh, that's just your privilege, that is, yeah, you, have, you don't have the moral high ground, like you're just in this situation because you're white or whatever. But I don't think, and I think maybe the problem is we, we only have one term and we use it for both. So we dismiss people because of their privilege and we say privilege exists like overall. Um, so maybe that's right. I don't think anyone should ever be dismissed because of their privilege. Just, way, just the same way I don't think people should be dismissed because they're polarizing or I don't really believe in this sense of duty, right? What matters is the ideas that they hold and whether they're legitimate or not. Right. And so I, I would agree with that because I, I, I definitely don't think people should be dismissed based on their privilege. But I still think fundamentally the concept of privilege is a concept that holds true, right? If you talk about, and just even just from like, I don't know if it's empirical evidence, but just from like people, and studies have shown people tend to have biases towards people they have more in common with, right? The same way if you have, and it doesn't have to be race-based or gender-based, But odds are you have more in common with a random male who grew up with the same like set of societal expectations than a female who had other ones. Same with, you know, religion or race. And so because historically there have been more white men in positions of power because, you know, w women had to fight for rights, minorities had to fight for rights. So did men. So did men. It used to be, okay, but even still, it used to be property owners, right? Like going back. And before that? I don't know. It was kings and monarchs. Who and... were largely what? Still, it's still, like, it's still, yes, coming down from the white man who ruled the British Empire. Then he granted rights to some other white men who granted rights to some other white men who eventually can granted I, rights to can women. Can I interject though? I think the problem I'm, I'm having is that you are... So another essential trait of, a, of an anti-concept is that it, um, it takes an arbitrary trait within whatever it's talking about and uses that as the defining sort of... It, it, it wrongly and uses the... the it, but um, then you have to debate whether or not these things are truly arbitrary. I think we want them to be arbitrary. I think they should be arbitrary. And I'd even go as far as saying the left wing is causing them to be less arbitrary now than the right wing, even though historically the right wing did. But I still view that in like, and I don't have the numbers offhand, but you know, in a lot of cases, it's still men who run companies and they're more likely to get along with other men. So they're just more likely to hire people they get along with. It's not even out of, ma excuse me, it's not even out of malice, right? It's just, I want to work with people I have more things in common with. So I'm more likely to hire people I have more things in common with, right? And it's even with friends, right? Uh, I was talking with a, a black friend earlier and he said as he's grown up, you know, he, he's connected more with black people because they have more in common, right? And so 
I think that would also be true in a work environment. And so it's just as a nature of how things were, there are still people in place, more so of you know, one race or gender than another. Mm -hmm. So what I meant by the arbitrary trait is when you talked about the kings being white and then later the men being white, and then the fact that they're all men, having power over women, you are taking an arbitrary trait that is their whiteness or their manness, and you are you're using that, you're, you're kind of um, glossing over the actual problem that was in those cases where the king has arbitrary power over other people. That's not, it has nothing to do with his whiteness or his manness. No, but those, but I think the whole point is now, now the argument is that that's where the level is at, right? The king used to have arbitrary power because he was king. Right. And then like the dukes used to have arbitrary power, not because they were white, because they were dukes or whatever. The property owners had arbitrary power because they happened to own the farm. And maybe you don't think that's arbitrary, but um, and it wasn't about whiteness. But all of those people happened to be white. Exactly. Right. So but it's now accidental. Right. Fully. It, it was accidental at the time. Some people would argue it wasn't. There was right in in whatever century America, the black people were slaves, mm -hmm. right? And so it, the white people, like, they weren't slaves because they were black, but they were slaves because they were black, right? Like, they were slaves because they were taken from another continent and people didn't care and it was easy to identify them differently and they happened to be black. Mm -hmm. But all black people were slaves when they were brought from Africa, right? Most of them were. Most of them were. But so my whole thing is, I agree that back then it was somewhat more arbitrary. And I'd argue that the reason privilege is what we're talking about in society now is because that seems to be where the level's at. Is historically these people had, had these abilities for other arbitrary reasons, but the last remaining thing keeping that is their skin color or their gender. So it's still arbitrary, but I don't... The king had arbitrary power because he was born to the king, right? White people, I'd argue, have arbitrary power because they were born to other white people. What power? To run a lot of the companies. Like, That's to... not power. They earned that. But it's easier for them to earn. They have a status in Western society that seems to be easier for them. My life, and I, and I definitely buy into like things around, you know, I definitely don't think privilege is the only thing, right? So I use my company as an example. I'm working very hard to try and have my company be successful. But I know that I was born to, uh, like, when my grandparents came to Canada, they were white, yet they were Jews, so they still didn't have everything easy, but they were white, so it was easier for them to get things other white people could get. Whereas other minorities were discriminated against more. And it's not always based on skin color. Like the, the Jews were, you know, targeted, the Irish were targeted, the Italians were targeted, right? But largely, like, whiteness was still, like, fine, right? And so because they had it easier, my parents had it easier. I am working very hard at my company, but I went to a university. I didn't have that much debt afterwards. I'm connected to a lot of people. And so I'm 
I think I have it easier to build this company than some other people as a nature of who my network is, things I, that are completely arbitrary. I didn't have any control over, but I can recognize other people might have it harder. So what I think privilege uh, package deals, going back to the concept, um, and, and I'm still working this out, right? Mm -hmm. But I think what it package deals is um, the higher quality of life that some people have with um, something that is unearned uh, and something that should be mediated in some way. Uh, I think that a lot of the talk about privilege is to, I think the purpose of it is to not um, not um, help people who are underprivileged, but instead as simply a means of delegitimizing people who have made successful living uh, or who are successful as, oh, well, they just got it because they, uh, you know, they were born to white parents. Yeah, and so that there is, I definitely think there's more nuance to it than the, than the privilege fighters are allowing for. But like I said, I still think, you know, as much as I think anyone who is successful, they worked at it. No one gets it outright, mm -hmm. right? But it is easier for some to get that success than others, right? If you look at, you know, before women had the vote, it would be very hard for a woman, and just because of how society was then, I'm not saying relative to the vote, but it was very hard for a woman to run a company. They weren't allowed, right? They, they didn't have that ability. They didn't have the privilege of running a company, right? So it doesn't mean the men didn't work hard, but if there happened to be a woman, she probably worked harder to fight through that, right? And so it's just recognizing that some people's fights are easier than others. Not to delegitimize, but like me saying you have a tougher time than I do doesn't mean I didn't have a tough time. Well, I think that um, that kind of views people as essentially always antagonistic towards each other, that you're, you're fighting for this dominance. No, not fighting each other, I mean, but just generally how much effort to reward you get, mm -hmm. right? Like, I know I've had an easier life than some people, and I do think my gender has played a role, right? If I think of, you know, the way I was expected to behave in student politics, right? Like, in politics generally, I think men have a definite privilege because the expectations of men are that they're more aggressive, they're, they're, they go get it, whereas women are more supposed to be more compassionate, more... So, like, if a woman acts like a man in politics, they're viewed as, you know, a, a bitch or, or whatever, they're, they're over the top. So the expectations we, society puts on people also factors in. But I do think that the opportunities people have are relative to their in their arbitrary birth status, which class is the biggest thing, right? More so that I believe class is still the biggest thing more so than race or religion. This the town, the country you're born in, just I have an easier time making a million dollar company than someone born in Cambodia who has to work on the rice farm. We could have the same idea, who has it easier to implement? Well, but the, like, does that entitle the person on the, the Cambodian rice farm? Uh, are they entitled to some kind of compensation because you have it easier? 
I, mean, I don't think they're entitled your... to compensation, but I think we can recognize that they have it harder and try and, you know, prevent the system from further, further perpetuating itself, right? So if we can identify that, you know, right now, 70% of companies are run by men, let's say, right? And we say, okay, men tend to want to work with other men because, you know, they can shoot the shit, they get along better. They're, they're perhaps it's worthwhile to investigate mechanisms that can be put in place to equalize that. I disagree because if you, as, a, as an owner, if you hire someone uh, based on that arbitrary trait of like, you know, like, oh, they're a guy, I relate more with them, you are not necessarily hiring the most value, the most uh, value-creating person. But if there's person. equal, like, all th other things equal, you'll tend to hire the person you get along with There's better. never such thing as all things equal. I think, I think never. every person, I mean, look at one man but versus so, another. Right? Okay, but so then, even if it's just one of 20 factors, right, it still does factor in. So maybe, I do, again, I don't think it's an alarming thing that like is like hugely problematic to the degree that some people believe. But I, I still find it hard. I don't know if I'll ever be able to wrap my head around the concept that there's no such thing as, as privilege like that. Well, okay, hold on. I didn't say no such thing. I'm saying it's not a legitimate concept and we can use other words that disentangle these these added things mm -hmm. um, and and actually fight the, what you think is wrong like in the in the case of minorities versus white people the 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 problem there is not that white people are born at an advantage it's that racism you, you might think is still a problem and that um, and and for instance the cognitive bias and so right pr privilege is an anti-concept because it conflates you know, sexism, misogyny, racism, and all of these other things. So it's better to explicitly say, hey, this company doesn't hire any non-white people. They're clearly racist. Rather than if the white people who get hired, you say, hey, those company, people are privileged. It's a possibility that the company is racist. Yeah, but we that would be a better narrative. Yeah. Like, that's the better message if they are, mm -hmm. right, than saying, it's like, you know, to blame the people who get the job because of their white privilege. Yes. That's not really a worthwhile argument. Yes. You have to more so talk about the company's hiring practices. It's exactly like when um, a feminist uses something like uh, mansplaining, right? You know, like uh, when a feminist says someone like that mansplaining is a problem, they have a problem that men explain things to women in a condescending way. So the arbitrary, uh, the arbitrary trait in that definition is the men explaining things. The, the, what they're actually against is being explained things in a condescending way. Which but women, they're saying men do it more but, often. So does that, make, does that make women who do it like better? Like why, yeah. can't, why can't you just be against being rude and condescending? On, on that front, I, I, on the mansplaining front, I actually think that women should just assume that men are stupid. And so when they explain things as if you're stupid, it's because they're explaining it at the level they understand it <laughs> as an aside. I think it's just, I think it's just rudeness. Um, I don't, I don't do it necessarily. And, uh, I'm a very, I'm very aware of, of how I'm trying to explain things to people so that I can try to get on their level. Right. Um, but 
again, it, the the arbitrary trait is the is the man in the picture, and 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 the and I think well, let's staying on mansplaining. I think the reason why feminists do that, why they call it mansplaining, is not because they they care about this rather trivial thing. It's because they're trying to attack some feature that men have, which is what I think privilege is. Uh, the concept. I think the term privilege is designed solely to attack these these groups that um, these like collectivists, these leftists have think have this have power, right? Um, now, if we go back to the history of privilege, the actual term, how it's used now, um, there's this. Um, I believe it was an article called uh, "Unpacking the Invisible Knapsack," which is kind of what started this whole. Uh, can I swear? Uh, oh, this whole like shitstorm, right? Yeah. Uh, and if you actually look at that article and and see what it lists as things that are actually privilege, you will find it, uh, it's a giant package deal. So there's things in there that are so arbitrary, like like for instance, um, black students in in school um, don't are they are a minority. Like they they won't have as many friends uh, who are the same skin color as them. That's like. They're so arbitrary, and there's no morality involved in that because skin color is irrelevant, right? Um, uh, but there are some things in there that are legitimate. Now, and then what the, what the article did was it package dealed all of these things together, and, and, it, and it, it shipped it as one product, and, and that kind of created this, this entire idea that, like, um, you know... Uh, this privilege is, is, is such a bad and terrible thing and, and all white people have it and all men have it, you know? Um, I don't think that all men... I don't think all men yeah. have it. I don't think all white people have it. Like, I don't think... It's a general it's thing. It's a general yeah. thing. I think everyone has their own level of privilege mm -hmm. just based on who they're born to. Some people are born with more opportunity than others. Mm -hmm. And I think that is privilege to me. Is that a bad thing, though? No, I think it's it's an inherent thing. You can't ever get rid of that. But I think it just skews towards, in Western society, white males, right? Like, that's... I, I think I... Like, if you want to be a basketball player, black people have more privilege. They're stereotypically taller, more athletic, right? So it all depends on what your goals are for what level of privilege you have. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I think to, to that end, I think you, when you are... You as a person, you need to take everything that you have in context of, of like where you're coming from and how you can live the best life possible using what you have. You can't. Um, I agree with that. Against the system and say that you deserve something different, right? Because it it just won't happen. No, I, right? I I agree with that. I agree that the the approach they're taking to it, they being like the let's say the the social justice privilege fighters, is wrong, right? I don't think it will work. But I don't think that invalidates their entire message, right? I do. I, I think we'll 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 cut it off here because I don't think we're gonna convince each other. It's a long other. topic that. And, yeah. And, but I would just like to push that, like like look into what an anti-concept really is, and, and and evaluate for your own, uh, based on your own thoughts that like like does this fit? You know, like is it a legitimate term that we should use, or sh should we talk about something else that's more effective and. Uh, better explains what you are against, right? Cool. Well, <laughs> thanks for coming and hanging out. I yeah, appreciate no it. Thank you very much. And thank you all. I definitely love to hear your thoughts on privilege and all of that stuff. So, 
subscribe on YouTube, support us on Patreon, and come hang out with us next time.